In the last episode, we discussed the mindset that people have with debt. Today is the second episode on how to pay off debt while saving money. So the big question is this, how do veterinarians like you, who live demanding lives, who never seem to have enough time, able to achieve balance and take control of your finances with confidence? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. We are Florida Veterinary Advisors, and this is the Smarter Vet Podcast. Tom and CJ here. We are the owners of Florida Veterinary Advisors. We speak nationally at veterinarian conferences and are fully licensed financial advisors. Planning becomes easier when there are guarantees. This should be no surprise to you, but there are absolutely zero guarantees in life. Like you're not guaranteed a job. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. You're not guaranteed on the day that you're gonna retire. You're not guaranteed how much your wedding is gonna cost right? You, you might actually go get married and think that you're going to spend 8,000, but end up spending 12 or like some people might, might be closer to 20 or 30,000. You're not guaranteed health. So planning just in general becomes a whole lot simpler if you knew exactly what was going to happen in the future. Unfortunately, that's impossible. So Tom, why don't I save money after my debt is all paid off? Well, ask yourself this question. Can you with absolute certainty say that your debt will be paid off in the next 5, 10, 15 years? And will you be able to save every dollar that was going towards that? Or is there something else that could happen in your life that could cause those dollars to go somewhere else? If we were to fast forward 5, 10, 15 years from now, and you're aggressively trying to, to pay off your debt, like we were talking about in our last episode, and life doesn't happen the way you anticipated it to, what's your backup plan? When you're not saving money today, it could put you potentially behind in the future. The one thing is that we will never get back is time and we will never be able to resave what we wanted to save in the past because we do get more obligations. We do get a lot more things that do pop up in our lives that can put us in a position where we never can catch up on that savings. The more time that we let pass, the longer we have to work or the more sacrifices we or yourself might have to make. Most people save a small portion of their income, but expect to stop working in the future. Like at some point in their life, they well, they won't have to return to work, that their retirement accounts and their savings will be able to reproduce the income that they need in order to live. And a lot of people save about 5% of their gross income. That's the national average, right? Depending on what study you look at, sometimes it's four, sometimes it's five, but they live on roughly about 30 to 40% of their gross income. So how many years is it going to take for someone to save 5% of their gross income to then build up a certain amount of money that can then produce 30 or 40% of their income. I mean, it's almost, it's almost impossible. The, the numbers do not work out that way. Saving, a lot of the times our industry, the finance industry will tell you to rely on investment returns, right? To, to invest the money that you have and, and those investments are gonna grow. And because they grow over time, your assets get to a certain amount where they are gonna be able to reproduce your income. But that then relies entirely on the fact that in the investments have to grow. But what if they don't grow at 8%? What if they grow at six? Oftentimes the way around that is to save more money. Another danger that a lot of people run across is that they believe that saving money in their savings account that then later gets spent is the same thing as saving money for their long-term plan. And those two things are totally separate. So I want to just communicate right now that the savings that we talk about is not the savings to spend. Savings to spend is like accumulating $40,000 
to pay for a car and then you pay for the car. Well, if you save 40,000 and you spent 40,000 on a car, that's not really saving anything because that car is not going to be able to produce income for you in the future. When you save into a retirement account, you oftentimes can't touch it till you're 60. So you have no other choice but to let that sit there and grow over time because later on when you're 60 or older, then you might take that money out of that account as income. So when we talk about savings, we're not talking about savings that you're spending. We're talking about the savings that you're specifically designated for your long-term plan. Your 65-year-old self is relying on you to make good decisions today so that your lifestyle in the future won't be completely non-existent. So Tom, where, where would you start when it comes to paying off debt or, or figuring out what, what steps I should take in order to create something that's going to help me get my debt paid off? It's actually very simple. The first part is just just you got to understand what is your strategy. And going back to what we had talked about before, you don't have a strategy, then how do you know when your debt's going to be paid off? So the first place you could start is take an inventory of what you have. If you don't know what you have, you kind of like know that you have a credit card here or an auto loan there or some other personal loans, student loans, whatever it is. First, take an, an idea of what it is. And there's all different types that exist out there. We've got what we call uncollateralized debt. It's everything like your student loans to credit cards, personal loans. If you own a business, it could be a business loan. These are things that there's nothing attached to them. So if you just decided at some point, hopefully you don't, but if you were to stop paying on them, there's nothing that they could really take away from you other than just hurting your credit. The other one is collateralized debt. So you have an auto loan, a mortgage, maybe a home equity line, certain business loans that could be on a real estate or on your business. These are things that if you stop paying them, well, they could potentially take them away. Whoever you took the loan through could take them away. Like your car could get repossessed. Uh, your house could eventually go under foreclosure. Like those are things that like keeping in mind. So as you're taking inventory, well, what do I have? And if you don't have them all summarized in some kind of a sheet, that's the first place to start. Second step you should look at is finding out what your minimum payments are on each debt and to begin to pay those. So if you are overpaying at the moment, stop, find out what your minimums are and just get in a consistent habit of just paying your debt and keeping up to date with it. Then what we'd say is probably the third step is look for a way to lower any interest rates that you have. So if you have student loans, maybe there is a way to consolidate them and being able to consolidate them to be able to reduce the rate. But be careful when it comes to consolidation of student loans, because if they are government loans versus a private institution, you could be giving away some very favorable things for you in the event that economy doesn't work out or your job has some mishaps or whatever the case is. Credit cards is a good place. If you have credit cards, there are lots of opportunities that you could reduce the rate. It is going to be dependent on your credit score, but start looking at some ways to lower the rates. And if you have different cards or different loans that are out there, there are many different institutions that you can go to and get a, a ballpark of what the range would be based off of your credit. You can go there, find out what the interest rate is going to be. And once you find out what your interest rate is on your current debt, being able to make a, the judgment of saying, well, should I pay them off and be able to refinance them with a lower interest rate loan? The other part here on the fourth step, what we would say is calculate how long it'll take to pay off all of your debts by paying the minimum. So if you keep paying your minimum payments and you are on the path of just paying whatever the student loan institution, if you are an income-based repayment, of course, that within itself, many of you might know that you might not get to the part where they are paid off because you're not paying enough towards the loan. But if you are paying credit cards or your auto loan, or you have a house, personal loans, and as you pay them, there is a certain time period that they will get paid off. Understand what that time period is. If you don't figure it out. And then the fifth step is to begin tracking your spending to know what extra cash is available above your debt minimums and your lifestyle expenses. So like if I really want to pay my debt off faster 
And it's something that I have like, I have this burning desire inside of me saying, Hey, I want it paid off instead of eight years. I want it paid off in five. Well, you got to first make sure that it is possible because if you just start trying to do it and like putting the cart ahead of the horse, never do that. Like get to the part where you have an understanding of, is it possible to pay it off in that time frame? And, you know, while you're paying off debt, well, I should probably be saving money. So like, what is something else that I should be doing once I get a, a debt strategy in place, CJ? Like, where, where should I go from here? So after the debt strategy is more or less figured out, you want to take the additional money that you would normally pay towards the debt. And instead of, instead of paying it towards the debt, have an automatic draft come from your checking account into another account. Like maybe, maybe it should even be at a different institution so that you're less inclined to pull from the account when you want to buy something. And make this automatic transfer an expense. And I'm, I'm using my fingers to quote here, right? An expense. It's an expense that you're going to pay yourself in the future. Make it automatic because just like you pay your mortgage, just like you pay your, for your electricity, like you don't ever think about, should I send this in? Like, do I need this money? No, you, you know you have to pay your mortgage. You know you have to pay your, for your electricity. So you send that check without even a second thought. And you want to start thinking of yourself, your future self, in the same way. Because when you view it as an expense, it now has this, I have to, not, there, there's no flexibility in it. Like you, you now know that you have to do this because your 65-year-old self is relying on yourself today. And the whole goal here is to have that money set aside in order to build so that you can out save your debt. You accumulate cash because accumulating cash provides flexibility and control. And then as you're strategically paying off your debt with the minimums, you can decide on when to send those chunks out, those chunks, of that, those chunks of cash that you've been saving whenever you have enough save that you could pay your bills for a few months and still be able to stay out of debt as you're paying those chunks to your extra debt. Those of you who are struggling with creating a spending plan, because it probably is the hardest part of this entire strategy, because most of you might sit here and be like, well, I want to pay up my debt, and I don't know how to even begin or what's, what's left over. And without having a solid understanding of where your money is going, it's really hard to know how can I redirect or position that money towards my debt or towards saving. You know, we want to challenge you to track your spending if you aren't already. And if you are tracking it through an automated system and it's just kind of doing its thing, I want to challenge those of you as well to actually start manually tracking your spending for at least the next 60 to 90 days. And you might sit here and look at us and be like, well, that's pretty extreme. Well, the results that you get at the end of it, you might be pretty surprised. And what you can do right now is go to our website and fill out our contact form, put in the form saying, hey, I'd like to get a hold of your cash flow tracker. We have a cash flow tracker we'll email over to you. Also, we'll send you a link to the tutorial on how to use it. So it'll make it even simpler on how to plug in all the numbers and what you should be doing there. This is CJ Burnett. And this is Tom Seco. Wishing you a lifetime of financial success. Don't forget to visit our website and sign up for our newsletter. By subscribing, you'll be the first to know about upcoming race-approved CE webinars, podcast releases, short presentations, and articles that we publish. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on LinkedIn, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.
CJ Burnett and Tom Seco are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, and financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. CJ Burnett's and Tom Seco's California licenses are 0K79676 and 0K80141, respectively. Security products and advisory services are offered through Park Avenue Securities, LLC, a registered broker-dealer, investment advisor, member of FINRA and the SIPC, and a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Florida Veneer Advisors is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. This podcast is for information purposes only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Florida Veterinary Advisors, and opinions stated are their own. This material is intended for general use. By providing the content, Park Avenue Securities LLC and your financial representative are not undertaking to provide investment advice or make a recommendation for a specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. All investments contain risk and may lose value. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. The individuals associated with Florida Veterinary Advisors do not maintain specialized licenses or qualifications for the financial services provided to veterinary professionals. Florida Veterinary Advisors is not registered in any state or with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission as a registered investment advisor. 2022-140765 expires July 2024.